A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful word that comes to us from God. In this talk, Father discusses about giving proper thanks for the gifts that we receive. Pick up yourself, put things back where you got them. When you want something, say please. When somebody gives you something, you say, yeah, so we've all been taught the same thing. Yes, we've been taught to say thank you when we give it again. Now common sense tells us that the thanks that we offer to somebody should be somewhat proportional to the gift that we receive. Which means that the greater the gift, our thanks should be a little bit more thankful. For example, say on your birthday, somebody gets you a card. You all get it in the mail, somebody says it's a card. You open it up and it says, happy birthday, have a nice day. And you might run across that and send them a note and say, oh, thank you for the card. Now, if you open another card up, and inside of it's got a coupon in it, it says, bring it to your local dealership because you're getting a new car. Because I came across some money and I wanted you to have this for your birthday. Now, if you call those people up and said, oh, by the way, thanks for the car, and that was the extent of the thanks, you're going to be thinking, what? Did you not read the car? Did you not see what I got you? You'd be a little bit more excited. You'd probably go through a little bit more effort. You might call them up and say, hey, come on over, let's celebrate, whatever. And then when you get the car, what do you do with it? It's brand new. It's like a really cool car. I don't know what kind of car you would think is cool, so I can't tell you car. Maybe it's a Mustang or a Corvette sedan, or this is Carrollton, so it's probably like one of those big, super-duper, dual-dolly, big truck thingamagigs with super cab and all the fancy stuff. Anyways, whatever it is, it's really nice. And you'd probably take care of it, polish it up, make sure that it's stayed neat, keep all the kids away from it, etc. In our first reading today, Naaman recognized the importance of responding proportional to the gift he received. Naaman was in Syria, which means he was not from Israel. He did not believe in the god of Elisha, our god. But he goes to Elisha because he hears that Elisha is one of these powerful prophets and he has the ability to do neat things. And so Naaman's got leprosy. And leprosy back then was pretty much a deal breaker for everything. You were outcast from society, you couldn't get a job, your own family disowns you. It was a painful way to live your life, and you were going to die basically alone and invisible. And Naaman knew this. He was a little bit scared. 
would go to Elisha and ask to be healed. And Elisha says, go jump in the river seven times and you'll be fine. So he does this and he comes out and he's healed. Now again, remember this is Assyrian, which means not only he did not believe in our God, he's actually an enemy of the Israelite people. But he goes back to Elisha, and know what he says to him? You should know, it was just read a little bit ago. He says, I will no longer offer any thanksgiving or praise to any God but your God. Your God now is my God. He gives his life in total subjection to this God who's given this gift. He recognizes the beauty of the life that he's been given and granted, and he gives his life back. He's even willing to take two, he wants two mules full of dirt, mule, whatever it is, not a mule, any good point. Two big things of dirt from the land of Israel, so when he goes back to his own homeland, he can worship on the land of Israel, for God is the God of Israel. That's how thankful he is for that gift. In our gospel today, Jesus does the same thing with these ten lepers. And in Jesus' time, it's the exact same thing. Lepers were outcasts. They couldn't worship in the temple. They couldn't be with their families. There was no doctors back then that could just give them healing or anything. So they sat out in the dirt, begging, with nobody around but other lepers. Miserable until they died. And ten of them cry out to Jesus. And Jesus heals them. Tells them to go off healed on the way. One of them goes back. He makes it a point to say he's a Samaritan, which means once again he was somebody who was not welcomed in the land of Israel at the time. There was a split in the kingdom, the Samaritans were of the north, and the people of Judah did not like him. He goes back to not simply say thanks, but to offer himself thanksgiving. He falls at the feet of Jesus to say thank you. When he falls at the feet of Jesus, it represents his subjecting himself to Christ, saying, I will be your servant. I give my life to you for the life that you give it to me. He kind of does the same thing as David. He says, I will worship no God but you, Jesus. And I fall down at your feet to show you that I'm giving my life to you. They were giving their life to God for simply being healed from their body. Our Lord Jesus has healed us of something much, much more serious. Because we get leprosy of the soul. And like the lepers back then, if they got leprosy were not for Christ, they would have died a miserable death. As our faith teaches us, for it was not for the sacrifice of Christ, we would all die a miserable death. But not once, but eternity in hell. Christ has healed every one of us of a leprosy that is much worse. So the question Jesus asks of us, will you return and offer thanksgiving to God for the gift that He has given. Or we may look at the nine who simply carries on with their life and says, maybe, oh, thanks, Jesus, on the way to living the way they were before. We have to recognize 
For the gift of our thanks, for the offering of our thanks, be proportional to the gift we've been given, and we've been given eternal life. Which means we should offer thanksgiving of our life. Every moment of every day should be continually offering thanks to God by the way we live. And when we don't do that, we show a lot of appreciation for that gift. How many parents here have at one time in their life bought their kids, either for their birthday or for Christmas, something they thought was a really cool gift, maybe a really neat toy or something like that, and the kids were all excited, they've been asking for it for like weeks or months, or kids do it for like five years if you got them for a gift, and you finally get them this wonderful gift, and you're excited to give it to them. It's Christmas morning, they've ripped all the packages open, and you're all excited to say, oh, this is so neat. And you go back two hours later, and guess what? Yep, he's laughing, he knows exactly where it's going, the toy's broken already. And you're thinking, could you not even get through Christmas Day without breaking this toy? I mean, I gave this special to you. And know what it tells us as parents? You don't appreciate the gift. It doesn't mean anything to you. You're not caring for it. How many of us have given somebody a gift that we thought was really special? We maybe went to their house and found out they had it stuffed in a drawer someplace and hidden at the bottom. Like you got them a nice shirt and you go to their house and realize it's like the bottom of all their shirts. Or you find something and it's just thrown off the side someplace. Or you get them something really nice and it's beaten up. It's not cared for. What does that tell you? They don't care for the gift. They don't appreciate it and it hurts you. What are we doing with the gift of our soul that the Lord has given to us? A soul that has the opportunity to live in happiness forever. Are we keeping it nice for Christ? We're letting it get dinged up a little bit. Or we're just throwing the goodness of all the blessings off in a corner someplace, putting it at the bottom of a drawer, not giving it much thought. Are we carrying the gift we receive in proportion to the value that it is? Because every time we commit a sin, we're damaging that gift. We should be polishing it, caring for it, treasuring it, honoring it. Because it's a gift of God, and He sacrificed everything that we could have this beautiful gift of our life. Our soul, happiness forever. I imagine if every one of you today went home to your houses and you saw in your driveway that awesome car or truck or whatever it might be that you happen to like, there's a little note in it that said, by the way, Father Thomas, I came into some money and just wanted to give you this gift. I imagine that some of you would actually have you call me up and say, Oh my gosh, what a wonderful gift. Some of you might be thinking, Well, this makes up for all the long holidays we've had to listen to. But either way, there would be a sense of appreciation. And you'd probably do more than simply call me up and just say, Oh, thanks, Father. You'd be excited. You'd probably do something special, even for me, in proportion to the gift. So we should be doing the same thing in proportion to the gift that Christ has given to us. 
because what he's given everybody is much more valuable than any truck that you can find. It's not like the Maserati of souls even greater than that. It's like Lamborghini times a million. Are we showing thanksgiving for the gift we've been given? Are we offering thanks for the wonderful, wonderful present of life with Christ? If we're not giving ourselves a thanksgiving every day, we need to ask ourselves, we really appreciate the gift we have. 